Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on wrestle culture, as I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight. It's been a while since we've done one of these, hasn't it? It is. I think the combination of obviously the, and we've made it quite clear on the podcast that some of this has not been particularly by our choice, but the enforced holidays from work due to various strange celebrations that must look so weird from other countries <laughs> um, and the like, and not just that, but like various other kind of bank holidays start May that fall on Mondays, so we haven't even been able to like recap yeah. what's gone on SmackDown. It's what's so weird is that it's felt as if like SmackDown has fallen through the cracks somewhat recently, in our coverage at least. And yet the show has gone on, and here we are back to pick it up today to preview and indeed to review when we're back in the office on Monday. And everything's pretty much as it was, with a couple of exceptions of uh, a couple of people like hopping the brand divide because that seems to be eroding in front of our very eyes. Uh, Roman Reigns is still not around. Uh, we think Lacey Evans left and now she's back. Uh, there's a match that was a build to WrestleMania. Uh, it, it, the feud continues. <laughs> um, it, it's just, it's all very much in stasis. What I'm saying is, is that, like, people should listen to this podcast because I was making a point, quite angrily so, like, punching the table mm-hmm. weeks and weeks and months on end that they were getting away with Moida donating half an hour to nothing when Roman Reigns was a weekly feature. He has been replaced with Nothing. Like, <laughs> absolutely nothing is happening since he has taken his reduced part-time schedule. And they haven't yet thought to be like, well, we used to play that guy's music and Paul Heyman took five minutes to get his words out. What now? Nothing. Yeah. And yet the show continues in earnest. So I, I watched SmackDown on, on Sunday yeah. leading into the paper premium live event just mm-hmm. in case. Either one match it done it tell in a cell. <laughs> exactly. Just in case I needed to be up on things. Turns out no. Um, and I was watching it and I, I genuinely got giddy with excitement for this podcast, for this exact reason. I've written some notes here that I didn't send to you as part of our notes for um, this preview. Sorry to interrupt. Our friend, Pat McAfee, did you read the story of him not working Hell in a Cell? Yes. There's no point. He's like, okay. Like, like, he's a big star, but... Big star. They were right. Yeah. (laughs) There's only one match for you to call. What would be the point? 
I mean, and, and Hell in a Cell, thanks to Monday Night Raw, was excellent. Right, it's the better show, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I sort of was watching this show last week, I mean, and there was I was just getting so excited for this preview because they're like, Lacey Evans is back. And I was like, I thought she was on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Things have escalated now. She's in the Money in the Bank qualifier. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, New Day versus now the Brawling Brutes is still going on. Mm-hmm. It is June. It went a minute at WrestleMania. Like, it was definitive. There was, was not enough time to buy a sandwich in the time no. that match took. Literally so. We can speak to that experience. And yet yeah, it is June and still going on. It has now outlasted um, two trilogies. Yes. In, in terms of Lashley and Omos and Cody and Seth. Cody has wrestled a full trilogy and got injured and now taken. Return, wrestled a trilogy. Had surgery and this feud started before that and is continuing beyond it. Oh, God. But anyway, so that's still going. Um, Although one of the brawling brutes is also involved in a qualifier tonight against Drew McIntyre. But before we get into the the huge IC title match that could be absolutely sensational, Ricochet versus Gunther, of Mm. course. I want to check if you're aware of one thing that is new to SmackDown that's been going on with one, I can't believe I'm saying this, Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Fill me in, please, Wilbon. So, Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Yeah. If you remember a while back, I'm fairly certain, like, they tried to do some tag stuff. Yeah. And then Shanky was like, bollocks to you. Yeah. You're a being a in the ranks, yeah. That's been completely scrapped. <laughs> <laughs> They're still a tag team. But now, Shanky dances. <laughs> so... On last week's SmackDown, and I think it happened a couple of weeks prior as well, two weeks ago, <laughs> Jin is in a match, or they're in a tag match with someone, who cares, right? And Shanky's like, I got the music in me, and he just starts having a bit of a dance, right? And that distracts Jinder, and guess what? He gets rolled up and pinned. Mm-hmm. Last week, they're fighting one of Los Lotharios, the Lethal Lovers. Yeah. Shanky's dan- dancing distracts them and gives Jinder the win. And then he starts dancing with the ring announcer, and she's like, in for a penny, in for a pound, let's have a dance. <laughs> what is going on? So the dancing is now working to Jinder's advantage. <laughs> I think, well, it's 50-50. They're 50-50, the dancing. I mean, it's, it's not as if there isn't absolutely loads of historic like precedence for this. Like, what happens when a giant is no longer fearsome? They become fun. And like great, I can you can picture was great he ever dancing? He was shanky, no, but you know, <laughs> like in this particular case, like they've lost interest even quicker than usual. Um, Jinder himself, he's a tall guy, and was initially, of course, ad- along with Drew McIntyre, like tall guys, big guys, mm-hmm. like dangerous heels that were supposed to dominate that failed to. What did they end up doing? Dancing fools as part of three man band. Not that like some Twitter nostalgia freaks would have you believe that. Like, these guys ready with <laughs> big match at the SummerSlam. Like they're just they were dancing fools. Yeah. WWE's in many ways stock in trade is dancing fools more than it is top stars that draw money. And this just what I'm saying is is that y- your rights being credulous, and I'm sitting here like trying to envisage how all of this looks and what it does is makes complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. None of this is like wait a minute. They can't push people in. They've just reduced them to complete caricatures. Shut up. Shut the front door. I, I like, just I love the fact that I missed a week or two of SmackDown, and I tune in and I go, that's the same, that's the same, that's the same. What? Is there any wrestler that, like, in, you know, just in your opinion, might possibly wear a wig 
or look sometimes like they might wear a wig. If you not not to throw accusations about baseless ones about, mm-hmm. can you think of anybody that would have a sort of like you know we've, there's not even wrestlers that have had like Wayne Rooney esque hair transplants, Ooh, yeah. and, like, but like any wigs. I just think because like maybe they could bring Bladen back and he could cut some rug. <laughs> anyway, let's talk Roman Reigns. I don't like. Maybe he joins Tony D'Angelo's family and the murder on the dance floor. Oh. Better not kill the grief. <laughs> uh, let's talk Roman Reigns because there's been mixed reports this week. On the one hand, they're saying he's not going to work money in the bank. <laughs> Why have you put all the world titles on him then? I've defended the things since wrestling. But on the other hand, there's reports that he's, or hints by Heyman, that he's coming back to SmackDown this week. Riddle's hunting him down because of all that he's done and the yeah. bloodline have done to him and his friends. Mm-hmm. And now I'm reading that they may still go with Riddle versus Roman Reigns, just not on the premium live event, yeah. but as a TV title match, which I'm kind of okay with. So, uh, like, there's a lot to this. WWE, we've talked about this before, right? It is so them to have kind of almost mastered the art of the premium live event in the era where they are paid a fortune for their television. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the thing that earns them all this cash is often a, a bit a complete mess, a total shambles. And yet, for three hours a month, it kind of presents something that looks broadly competent. Hell in a Cell was excellent. A, a thoroughly good time. And at this point, it's for what? Like the moderate number of Peacock subscribers they've got. They've sold the network wholesale to that company, so I don't even know how much money they make off that compared to the direct yeah. network subscribers of the day. We certainly, like, we don't hear much about, like, published numbers anymore. It's not so much of a thing. The money is in the television, the money is in Saudi, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and yet it's these other shows where they do well. So sometimes what you notice, and we've joked about this, it's like, well, like, Hamster, like, do you think this is a, a SmackDown payoff or is it going to take place in a premium live event? Both. Well, born, both. Mm-hmm. More is always more. Yeah, That's yeah, all yeah. they do. But like this, potentially, this this developing news of the Riddle-Roman match that they've done an all right job of building to, by Absolutely. The way, like, taking place on television sort of makes more sense in the context of Roman's current schedule than him just rocking up at a premium live event because that's where the money is. Yeah. Like, they, they're very... Like, I loved 2016 SmackDown, right? Huge fan of it. Um, the roster felt fresh. Like, they were messing with the camera angles a little bit. Shane McMahon was saying Land of Opportunity, and it felt true. Talking Smack was hugely enjoyable. It was oh. like, this, like, shoulder program. And there was definitely this, like, sort of surprise golden era of SmackDown. Yeah, of course, yeah. Like, Oh, she was so good. Like a, a bit of a surprise golden era from the start of the brand split in 2016 through to sort of early 2017. Um, and it was shown that that was actually really quite cynical on WWE's part. It wasn't just, should we just try and be good? It was actually because TV rights fees were going to be coming around and they had to make SmackDown feel as valuable as Raw for the day that they got at the negotiation table. And it worked. It worked an absolute treat. SmackDown became the first billion-dollar wrestling show. So they'd done it. They'd like, and Mr. Burns had won it. Like, they <laughs> like they basically brought in ringers that wanted to make a good wrestling show. And sure enough, a billion dollars later, and like SmackDown is now the A show and Raw is the B show. Quality-wise, I would flip that, but that's yeah. the exception now. Like, Roman. <laughs> Roman single tier. <laughs> so like, yeah, like, that worked for them then. And every now and then, they'll throw you a main event. The one that springs to mind, uh, this has come up a bit recently because of the relevance of the show, was Roman and Ray's yeah. premium live main event Friday night. What? Well, yeah, that's how it works now. Like, sometimes... I'm telly- barely saying that was after we recorded our preview yeah. as well. Sometimes telly is the boss. Sometimes, like, 
like the tail does wag the dog now and that's like we have to kind of like reset our brains a little bit and like as a result Riddle and Roman this quite well built uh, big time match that when you try in especially with the likes of injuries to Cody Rhodes and the uncertainty of other wrestlers and stars when you start when it was three stadiums especially when you're trying to map out all these main events like they've got now they've got absolutely nothing Riddle and Roman suddenly looks like something they've got right especially when they've built Riddle in this position to kind of move up the card and things like that but I one less stadium show equals one less reason for a Roman Reigns pay-per-view main event equals a free hit on television so that does sort of make sense yeah to me. Um, whether or not he suddenly agrees to do like four weeks of television to build it, that makes less sense. Like, I'm going to work part-time. Uh, on Money in the Bank's not in a stadium anymore. I'm not doing that. Like, it, it's odd then all of a sudden he'll be like, yeah, you've got me for a month. You've, you've got me for this for the build to this riddle thing. So tying all of that back to tonight, I'd be amazed if he just appears without WWE just outright announcing it. Yeah. They do not do that. Surprise! When Steve Austin returned to that monster pop uh, when he hit the rock with a chair and Mankind won the title, part of that pop, and indeed people's memory of the moment, is because he wasn't advertised for Raw. He was, wasn't yet due to come back. And uh, I just don't think they trade in that anymore because the number matters too much. Like, the number is so tangibly different when they promote the star versus when they don't. That if Roman, fair enough, Riddle's on the hunt for him and oh, I'm going to find him and I'll beat up the Usos tonight to make my point. If Roman's in the building... I, I just refuse to believe that they don't put him on the poster. If anything, the Zane well, like music yeah, yeah, thing yeah. was so effective because it just kind of played against type that WWE, what? Roman's here. And then that's why that was quite a cool twist. And indeed, Sami Zayn being the guy on the buttons was quite fun. I just, I don't think they're that company anymore. I think if Roman Reigns on SmackDown, we know about it with as much time as they've got to promote it. Cue them tweeting this a moment. This podcast bloody goes out knowing our luck. Well, you say luck, it's because of listen. Yeah, granted. Um, right. I'm excited, by the way, for, for Riddle versus Roman. I think it's a really, really well-built feud uh, and it is a natural stepping stone to what I... It's not what I'd probably book, but I get why they do it. What I assume is SummerSlam's main event, which is Roman versus Mindy. Feeling that way, isn't it? Who's coming back to defend the honour of his mate who's probably going to get killed by the bloodline. Yeah. And then Randy's back, and that is, you know, that's a marquee match, even though we all kind of know. That's a good one in terms of those... Maybe Randy nicks it. You know, look at his his record and the amount of times he's won the title and they could maybe hot potato it or whatever. But, and it is a big match, that. It's been a while since we've got those two together. And well, I'm not sure that Randy's been this over as a babyface ever. No, exactly. So, you know. so I think that's a, a natural progression. But yeah, like you say, I think if we were going to get, I don't know. Here's me going, stupid, impossible. Nobody will buy Randy Orton beating Roman Reigns. And I'll pretty much, I'd bet my house this point on Drew McIntyre taking the title at Clash at the Castle mm. at like Walesy Arabia. I think he's winning the big one. And I just like, like, I, I don't know what it is that makes me think that. So um, if I can think that enough people can like buy Randy Orton as mm. hot as he is defeating Roman Reigns. Especially, like, the schedule does add a bit of spice to it because him not work like it's embarrassing. Like it's absolutely embarrassing that like they wanted, they were willing to cash out so much for one visual of Roman holding two belts up that have not been defended since WrestleMania, that has like uh, that have barely appeared as physical artifices on screen. It's it's embarrassing. And and to be fair, who would he have faced at Hell in a Cell right now? Who could have faced Riddle then? But Oh yeah, I'm not so we were remember when we did It would have been a worse premium live event, I think, if they'd have had I think you're probably right. Just a squash. You remember when we were trying to map out um like his route when we didn't realise he was part time and the stretching of um like was it the uh, the bloodline versus RK Bro and Drew. Yeah. And how many like different tags and singles and things just to delay anything. 
Yeah, like it's it's not the worst thing that he's gotten, but it's embarrassing from a champion's perspective. Like, but I'm such a mark. <laughs> I love Money in the Bank so much. I'm like, fine, don't need any time. They've gotten away anyway. with it with Money in the Bank because the briefcase match becomes the main event no, itself. Got Bianca versus Rhea. Yeah, which is so a tasty match. There's a number of things they could build. Don't get me wrong. I just think like all these wrestlers without a title, it's the it's the polar opposite of the AW problem. If you're not a champion in AW at the moment, you suck, pal. <laughs> like the but like not for the want of trying, can you win the WWE title mm. in like in WWE? And do you think they're gonna take Natalia to the to the premium live event, or do you think they're gonna blow that off on telly? Uh, Money in the Bank would be my prediction. They they just said future opportunity, didn't they? Yeah, she got it down the road. I. It was odd that um, they had Ronda Rousey on the marketing material for Helena Cell, just didn't deliver. It, yeah, right. Like that was, and again, like we keep going back to Helena Cell. It wasn't at the expense of the quality of the show, so maybe they knew they knew best in that case. Maybe, um, but it was in Chicago, like a market that has always been solid for them, but is increasingly hot for the other side. Now. Yeah, so it makes sense to try and like preserve what you've got in Chicago, and they said like. Luckily, luckily, like Cody broke his diddy, so nobody will ever forget that no. show as a result, you know. So, like, fortunate for them, uh, Cody got them out of it there. But I would, I would put some money in the bank. But does that contradict everything I've just said about television? Like, uh, is Ronda Rousey as valuable to Fox to the Fox money, like defending a title once every few weeks on television, or do you sometimes have to put her on these premium live events to keep her as a big champion? She feels Ronda Rousey feels the lesser of two champions at the moment. And yeah. that's not to degradate Bianca Belair. No, no, no. But, I get but we should be from. having a 1-1-A one, one battle between them. I'd put her on Money in the Bank. Yeah. Purely because of who I've booked for winning the women's Money in the Bank being her best friend, Shayna Baszler. You want the cash in that night? No, but yeah. I do want the threat of it. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she or wins the opener the and then... just... Or like a nice back... Like Shayna wins in the opener and then you have Ronda backstage with a belt and then Shayna's like... How's it going? Let and me then in. She's got, oh, let me in. She's got the briefcase. I'm with you now. She's got the briefcase and it's like this. It's like, oh, Bianca's wrestling. Bianca's wrestling like, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. You want me to keep an eye on that match? Yeah. Just this, please, please give it to me. Anyway, speaking of things that they have given to us, which we, we've been waiting for for a long time, uh, a match that would make Michael Sidgwick say, oh, my God. <laughs> on paper, at least. Yeah. Ricochet versus Gunther. For the Intercontinental Championship. WCPW legends <laughs> flashing um, on paper. I'm terrified to see how this plays out. But hopefully, considering they've put this front and center for this week's SmackDown, mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. will be given plenty of time and they will put on the match we know that they can put on. Yeah, this, um, this has a ceiling that is as high as your... Uh, would be two recent examples of the matches that kind of fought beyond WB's restraints. Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns from that match where Bryan said he would leave and he actually did. Or uh, Bryan versus AJ Styles. Neither of these men are Daniel Bryan. I'm aware of that. But <laughs> like, yeah, just I'm trying to think of like recent technical matches that, especially because both of those were like Thunderdome and the Performance Center respectively. So that would have like lowered the ceiling even more. So point I was trying mm. to make was this, this idea that WB's playbook is sometimes like a pox on these wrestlers, isn't it? Like, no matter what you want to do. And I mean, like, look at Gunther just physically with his big red trunks as an example of, like, the playbook and the branding of Gunther, you know, and Ludwig Kaiser and whatever have you. And to an extent, Ricochet, he's done nothing since winning this Intercontinental title. Like, nothing about his life has changed 
as a character. He fought Jinder randomly, didn't he? That yeah, he fought. He did, did the cool spot WrestleMania weekend, but it wasn't enough to get him on the card. No. He wrestles on the pre-WrestleMania SmackDown. You know, like, I wish we'd seen that in person, but we were bloody stuck watching FTR on the Briscoes. Nightmare. Um, so, like, that, that's all pretty much Ricochet's been able to achieve, and it doesn't feel any different to what he would have done with the belt. So I'm absolutely certain they're switching the title tonight. Yeah. Um, but it's... I kind of I just, like, apply no logic to this. Like, the match could just be proper Commoner Garden pro wrestling because some old farts backstage tell them both to slow it down, make the people come. This is only TV. Yeah, make the people come. Uh, Tony D'Angelo and I work in as an agent. You know, like, <laughs> make the people come. Like, just don't give them anything. Tease going to the top row at Ricochet. Tease delivering that chop gun there. You get one flip, you get one chop, and that's, that's like your lot or something. Or Ludwig Kaiser runs interference, and it's all very run-of-the-mill. And I just, like, I hope it's not. I hope that what they've, what they've done, at least in promoting this match, is, like, the idea of the last vestiges of the Triple H Superworker NXT era can still exist on the main roster. Like, remember all those takeover matches you loved? Well, it's because, like, Triple H was kind of, like, copying PWG's homework. And, like, we kind of hated Triple H's vision, but we're going to copy his homework just one time and give you a, a vision of the thing you love. They might. They might. But I would advise people to approach with caution. And, like, Gunther winning the Intercontinental title will be good for a lot of insincere people's about back where it's belong. Mr. Perfect Brahan and Shawn Michael <laughs> be proud. But like, look how it's gone for Ricochet. And like, leave the jury firmly out before you assume that Gunther with the Intercontinental title is going to like, make him feel as magic as he once was with the, um, I was going to say the Progress title, but even the NXT UK title yeah. slung over his shoulder, even that like legacy of matches he had defending that belt. There is a bit of me that, Hopes I get so carried away with this match, and you have the spots that you can already think of of Ricochet leaping off the rope straight into a huge chop that mm -hmm. you know does the huge chap, huge chap. You know, a bit in Doctor Strange where he gets like sent out of his own body. Basically, <laughs> that's what I want from a a, a, a Gunther chop in this yeah. match. And yeah, just flashes of it's not going to happen, but the Ilya Dragunov first match yeah. of just like we all know where this is heading, but. God damn it, Ricochet's going to keep fighting because he's a plucky underdog. Mm -hmm. And then Gunther wins, and then Gunther holds this title till WrestleMania, and he beats Jesus everyone. Christ, roll on. <laughs> like, he beats everyone, and they, you know, they do... Beat everybody. Yeah, they just do the right thing here. That's what I hope's going to happen. I'm not holding my breath for that, but as always, God damn it, after this Hell in a Cell, you're telling me there's a chance. And, like the cage itself... Gunther's in red. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, 
you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, things have uh, gone a little bit weird on this preview for SmackDown because normally it's straight away into previous preview premium live event fallout. Yeah. But I haven't really had the chance or need to do that considering SmackDown very much... Uh, <laughs> said in a group project with Raw. Do you mind if I just put my name on the end of it <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to Helen Didn't herself? Put one message in the group beforehand. Not a single DM from that name. They went, uh, "Babyface crushing the throat of a." Heel. <laughs> Do you want that? You can have that if you want. So, what's next for? I was going to call him Madcat Moss. We're not calling him that now, though, because we invented a new name for him on our Helen SL live stream. We which did, was, which was eventful to say the least. Yeah. That stream it was a lot of fun. And it's like I would recommend people if they've got if they're at a loose end this weekend. God, I wish I was at a loose end this weekend <laughs> or any weekend. Like it's like shorter than every AW pay per view you've ever watched. Yeah, treat yourself to our live stream. It was like, a lot of fun. It's, it's, there's a it, like there's some buried treasure in that thing because they are quite long and they're not they exist for the live experience more than the post watch experience. I understand that, but there's some there's some real gems tucked away there that I would like heartily recommend. And the problem is, is they're, they're they're quite big. It'd be like you know like if like the best ever Bruce Pritchard anecdote was buried in one of those like three hour Conrad podcasts. Yes, like it's a hard ask to say to somebody just go listen to his review of Cyber Sunday 2006 <laughs> because there's a gag in there that is going to absolutely floor you, but. I think there's some gags in there that are going to absolutely floor you. It floored like, us. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. Um, so not Mad Cat Moss, mm-hmm. but considering what's going on in the world of uh, movies yes. right now, Maverick Moss. Love it. What's next for him? Um, money in the bank. Another M word. Mm. Like, he... It, I think they put him in it. I don't think he needs to win. I think he makes a strong showing. Moss, it's the same. it's the same thing... Said every week at the moment, but I guess just a little bit louder each time. There is a lot of uh, raw potential in Madcap Moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just despite the name and and whatnot, like they've they've overcorrected in terms of the suspenders and the fun and the funny shorts and the funny boots by making him like black trunks guy. But it, what it has done at least is like kept his body out there because he looks incredible. Yeah, like he's got a fantastic look. Absolutely, can totally see why Gorilla Vincent Man is impressed by the look of him. So you like he's somebody that you kind of if if you like the idea of him, like jump on because I think Vincent Man will go with him for quite a while until he decides whether or not he's for him or not. It just you could sense it before WrestleMania. We observed it then. It's like it was it day one that he really oh my yeah. eyes got open to like, him, and, and so it was day one when it was it day one or was it the Saudi show that followed that he survived that really it scary was the Saudi show. So the like, day one was the one where he got battered by Drew, but he made it look really good. Yeah, and then he survived the neck bump the following show, and then you're like, my God, well I'm not surprised he survived because his shoulders are bigger than my house. <laughs> like the, so I think he's a Vince guy. I, just, I get the impression from nothing, nothing but like my own sort of vision of it. I think he's a Vince guy. 
So you can kind of stick with him a little bit because he'll be backed internally. <coughs> He's conclusively vanquished uh, Happy Corbin, so expect him to be written out for the time being. Good. Yeah. Right like, decision, that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, like he's won a feud. Like, that That feud didn't start like it was built to at WrestleMania. Like, the Drew feud itself was kind of a Trojan horse for the Mad Cat Moss turn. He turned. They've had their back and forth. He's won. Like, that's not bad. It might not... Like, your, your mileage will vary in terms and of... And Corbin needs time off. I love oh, Corbin, yeah. what he's done in this. does need time away. Like, your mileage may vary in how much you enjoyed it, but the fact is, it was fairly functional stuff from beginning to end. So that they're off with him, you know? Um, we've seen pushes like this before, these post-WrestleMania ones that kind of like die on the vine a little bit or just the company loses interest. Alex Riley is an obvious comparison because he too was with yeah. the big heel and got to beat the heel and then on, onwards he went. Happy Corbin, why don't you say it to my face? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he could say it to somebody who might be working for Max Dupree, which we were oh. But um, I, I could just say, in fact, right, Money in the Bank, yes, but because it gives us a segue to talk about him, I could see him being a rival to... Max Dupree's first guy. Kamal Katmos is a good-looking guy. Great body. Like, like an aesthetically pleasing guy, but a baby face that Max Dupree might try and recruit that he's, like, not into any of that wacky stuff anymore. Like, I've, that was taking me down a stupid path. I'm here to Ooh. wrestle. I'm here to win titles. But, like, he's got the look of a guy that Dupree would want involvement Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Yeah. So maybe that's, like, your sideline feud whilst... Madcap Moss is qualifying for Money in the Bank and setting his aspirations as high as they're allowed to go. Mm. Before we get to Max Dupree, actually, let's talk about the qualifiers for Money oh, in the okay, Bank yeah. tonight because um, we've got two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus feels like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. No, no, no doubt more involvement of the New Day and the brawling brutes. But I don't know. Actually, I say it feels like a no-brainer. Is it? I, I, I just assume Drew's going to be in the match and then the bloodline and go, Make sure he doesn't get that in briefcase, and then that's your, your path to him eventually getting the match at Clash at the Castle because he's he's called his shot, but mm. yeah, he, he, it doesn't necessarily automatically. You know, <laughs> it's WWE, so anything can just magically make you a number one contender. That doesn't automatically mean that he should be in the right position for Clash at the Castle. I suppose me. you could make the argument that he gets the briefcase and calls it and says, I'm cashing in at this show. Well, here was me thinking that nobody watched NXT 2.0, but I guess Drew McIntyre does because he's got next. <laughs> he's followed Solo Sukumar, and uh, he's saying that he's got next. And I guess, I guess it's quite a nice device if he can't get next. Like, I quite... Like, it's really silly and farcical if Drew McIntyre says... I'm fighting Roman Reigns, and then the match just happens because he said it. That's like that's that that laziest sort of. I was critical of it with Marina Shafir and Thunder Rosa this week, right? Yeah. It's just like it's the worst way to set up a title match. Like my go, it's like well, it's just my like go. just go to the deli counter and pull a ticket here, and then you get a t- like the richest prize in the game and all that. But if he says it, it's with it's at the champion's discretion to go. No, and then obviously he has to say, well, if that's what we're going to do, then I'm going to earn it with the brief- like exactly as you've mapped it out, right? So he's got to be stopped winning the briefcase. Equally, the tension around him winning the briefcase is because he's a babyface. He says, I told people I'm going to win it at the Clash at the Castle, and this briefcase right here is my confirmation of that because yes, I will be cashing in in a match. It's not the worst way to build a Clash. I don't love it because I prefer somebody having the case for fun, but I'd rather see him stopped. To build that, but yeah, in terms of people qualifying for the he match wins. between him I and James, it has yeah. to be him. I think for, uh, the storyline potential is so much greater if he wins. Plus, plus, I know you're, I'm, I'm going to keep saying this until it's well, until the premium live event, because I'm just going to book if he doesn't win his qualifier, him backdooring his way in. Mm. Plus, Drew McIntyre, top of the ladder. Everyone going, oh, they're going, oh, bloody Clash of the Castle, putting fucking diaries. We're going to Wales, you know, that's Drew McIntyre's hometown, sort of. Um, 
he reaches, touching the briefcase, touching the briefcase, and we don't have Brock Lesnar's music <laughs> coming out to stop him, but you have the bloodline instructed by Roman Reigns to make sure this big Scottish bastard mm-hmm. does not get his hands on that briefcase. No, 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 anything but that. I might not be here, I might be with my dick out on the island of relevancy. Not him. I'm legit scared of him. Sells that a little yep. bit as well. Usos come out, try and kick, take him down, and maybe he can fight both of them off and claim all both of them at the same time. I don't know, they're in a line or something. <laughs> and he goes, right, finally, they're out of the way. That's all of the bloodline Uh-oh. taken care of. Up I go to the top ladder. Whoa, 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 whoa. This ladder's teetering. Well, splash onto the outside through 20 fucking tables that are out there yeah. because who's pushed the ladder but the true oos, the true we the ones representative <laughs> of the bloodline. Sami Zayn, yeah. wearing a bloodline t-shirt, scampers up the ladder, grabs it. He is finally, after five years of me pitching this, Mr. Money in the Bank. I love it. I'll tell you two reasons why I love it. One, that's like genuinely good booking. The only reason it feed off the fact that they had that like little post-WrestleMania program where Drew just chased him around for months and Sammy's not forgotten. And then he's joined the bloodline and all that. Love that. Like from a creative standpoint, absolutely love it. Number two, I think um, it would be like one of the dream things that you'd be able to watch and experience firsthand. And I know through our conversations that you're not going to be able to watch Money in the Bank firsthand. So this would be like Titus falling over part oh, two. This would be me. like... like Will Bond's airplane mode in it for one of his favourite pay-per-views of the year because he's not going to be around. Sammy J! Like, that, that's the first thing I, I was... genuinely might have to watch that show on the Monday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm off the Monday as well. Off not even Monday the Sunday because it's a Saturday night, isn't it? The Monday Yes, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm away stupidly with friends. <laughs> idiots who probably, a wild guess, won't want me to say, come on, guys, it's 3 a.m. Let's put the telly on and watch Money in the Bank. Guys, guys, I know. but it's Sorry, like, we've got a child who's two. Yeah, but if he climbs the ladder and gets that case, he can cash in any time he wants. I'm Your kid will understand. I'm going to have to take the laptop that time. Right now. Oh, yeah, I'll be laying in bed with my headphones on next to Anne Louise and wake her up at 4 a.m. going, he's fucking done it. It's he's not going to be you waking her up with your voice. Going, yeah. yeah. We pop inside and then you... <laughs> your phone just like, jumping up off the table, all the messages. It's going to be that, isn't it? Yeah. It reminds me of when I watched, uh, was it, what was the first Randy Jinder match? It wasn't Backlash. Battle, what was it? I was yeah. going to say Battleground. It wasn't Battleground, was it? I watched that in the Dominican Republic <laughs> on holiday. But because of the time difference, it was like, oh, it's 11 o'clock at night. Love this that. is a nice, t- yeah. nice change. And I literally was watching it. I don't remember a lot about that pay-per-view. I remember it being yeah, mm-hmm. a pay-per-view, right? And uh, got to the main event, and I literally had a tweet on my phone ready being like, remember, because on the build to it, and they went, what if Jinder just stole the title? Aye. And he like drove off in a Aye, car and he it. was holding it up. So we all screenshotted it because like, look at Jinder with the W. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I had to tweet ready to be like, huh, you know, here's what could have been. Yeah. You know, w- like, you could have done this WWE, you cowards. Yeah. One, two, three. What the f- <laughs> just happened? <laughs> Jinder's champion. And then just rinse and repeat for six months, basically. Yeah, he's turned up every week and defending the belt. Yeah, granted. Uh, in terms of the other qualifier, though, it's Zia Lee. Remember her? She was the big protector, and then she went, oh, I can't be asked for <laughs> And then she just disappeared, and they did oh, now with her. And yeah. they, they did loads of great vignettes and stuff, and then they went, oh, what if she feuded with Natalia on the house show circuit? <laughs> anyway, she is facing... SmackDown's very own Lacey Evans, who was on SmackDown. They had all those, you know, very hard-hitting, very close to the bone, true to life. Yeah. You know, good, by mm-hmm. all accounts, vignettes. Then they sort of seemingly for a week went, what if she was a heel <laughs> as a result of that? And they went, 
stand up and show some respect, you idiots. <laughs> but also because now the WWE universe is seals, they went, okay, fair enough. Yeah, do what told. So that happened. Then they were like, ooh, oh, I'm not sure if she's here, actually. That's got a bit of backlash online. All right, we'll move her to Raw, and we'll give her... Troop stuff. Yeah. Do troop stuff. We'll give her, like, you know, she's good again now, and we'll we'll set that up, and then we'll go, now next week she's going to wrestle, and then next week she's at the Indy 500 or something. Yeah. And then they now have gone, and back to SmackDown she goes. They haven't got a fucking clue, but she's winning, isn't she? I think she's winning. I think, yeah, they've definitely been making this up as they go along. I think she'll win, and I kind of think that they're the various changes that have been made have been them trying and failing too high that they're adapting on the fly i think she might win tonight as an absolute heart and sleeve baby it's good because they didn't have like nine months to think about this well, no this is it while she was off having a child like, and stuff heart and sleeve baby face um and they'll they'll really want you to forget about those two or three very awkward weeks so she just she just win she qualified for money in the bank lacey evans big comeback story like that that is all it is it will just be a whitewashing of sort of two or three weeks of television um, because the only other thing they could do after all this confusion and all this what's going on is completely rerun the original Lacey Evans walks to the building and doesn't wrestle a match and they make her heel that way. And I just can't see them doing it. No, I just not yet at least. Yeah, and I just think it's like super straightforward. It's got me thinking, you know, you know, obviously Zaylee made that big comeback and then she was working the house shows in Italian and we were like, oh, somebody doesn't like her works. So they've got to like doing the Natalia reps. Like, do you think at the house show, one of the agents was like, She's rubbish on these dark matches, man. Like she's not even shooting the lighting out of her fingers. <laughs> not realizing it was like a special effect or something. And then the agents reports have got back to Vince. No lightning out of fingers. I'm not interested anymore. Take her off TV. And it's just that's that's how this fate has befallen her. That's a point. You remember the other week on Raw where I love them. Don't get me wrong. It's good friends of mine now. Mm. Street Brothers just went, what if we just steal Rock's catchphrase? Yeah. Why don't they call Zia Lee the most electrifying woman in sports entertainment? <laughs> you see, um, you had words with Josh Brown yet, by the way? Oh, don't get me started. I saw I, your tweet and nearly... I, I I can't pretend to know what this was in reference to. Some gaming stuff. You like gaming, by the way? What culture gaming podcast, wherever you get your Yeah, I'm from. sure Josh and Scott and Jules uh, Al may even flesh oh, this Oh, yeah, all those nerds will talk about that. <laughs> Apparently, uh, your boy was going on a little bit. He's bit ro- sorry, it's Dwayne Johnson. Rambling a little bit at uh, some sort of gaming Is event. Is he in today? Are you going to go batter him? I'm going to have <laughs> yeah. some words after this. <laughs> I, d- I just... Uh, yeah, I just I'm just asking questions. <laughs> who was it who just started starting stuff for a while on, on WWE where they were like, mm, you're this. Yeah, who was that? I remember like Just Joe used to, didn't Just they, Joe, right? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Don't shoot the messenger. Hey, guys. Walk away. <laughs> I'm Just Joe. I'm Just Hamlet. <laughs> uh, Lacey Evans wins? Yes. Okay, right, let's get to it. I've been looking forward to this since the moment he talked. By the way, you know my love for the former L.A. Yeah. <laughs> Now, uh, Max Dupree Wee. on uh, on SmackDown, you know my adoration for him, and yep. I know you know people say, "Oh, yeah," but when he actually wrestles, well, he's not wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so now you just get all the benefits, all the good stuff. The new gimmick of his that I really like is not his name or his silly outfits, or I mean, I do really like. Was it Maximum Male Models? They're yeah. called now. It's him talking into Adam Pierce's neck. <laughs> he doesn't talk. He gets far too close. Like he's the no pers- one talks to people. A personal like space invader. That's part of his gimmick, and isn't it? Like like, it's just <laughs> like, no, you're saying it wrong. It's Max Dupree. And he's like, right, like, he's talking to his neck. He's that close to him. So relatable. Especially in these like post-pandemic times. Yeah. He's, so relatable. He's a bit like that meme of that boy yeah. girl in a nightclub. Uh-huh. Anyway, so 
he has announced, and this was the moment where I was like, oh, if I had a time machine, I'd get to next Friday so I could preview this yeah. goddamn show with Michael Hamlet. He has announced tonight, and they better not screw me on this, he will unveil his first client. I can't wait. I mean, it's it's, it's got to be, hasn't it, as well? I mean, because I know it can't be T-Bar. So it's got to be Face. 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 The makes, former mace of a... Yeah, yeah. Makes his debut, doesn't he? He's a model tonight. What's he going to wear? Just nice clothes. Oh. It's going to be great. Like, he's anyone that hasn't seen this, we're not, like, pulling this out of our arse. There was this character was sort of soft launch, wasn't it? Yeah. Was a, but combination of main event and just things happening in the building that, like, the shot, and it looked nice. It looked like WWE television, basically. And, uh, and yeah, there was there was Mace as face in nice clothes, working matches. He's a big guy, great-looking guy. Like, fits the profile of the role, like, fabulously well. Uh, I bring it to life. Well, I like that. But what if it was time for a game? <laughs> I've got the WWE alumni page open in front of me. I'm scrolling through. This is, if it's not face, who yeah. we think it's going to be. This is who Max Dupree. Perfect. Max Dupree. His first client should be. Right, I've, I've, I've got a direction I want this to head in. Now, of course, <laughs> I will say, it's maximum male models. So if you go and oh, stop yeah, yeah. and you pick a female, yeah. we'll just we'll just roll it again, okay? okay? But whenever you're ready, tell me to stop and give me a number between one and four. Okay. <laughs> so many... Stop. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's one on, there's again one on here that I'm really hoping... Trying to look through your lenses of your glasses to see if I can... Uh, I can't really make them out. But somebody, I, I left that going longer because I wanted somebody in particular. Three. No, oh, no! He's done it! He's done it! He's done it, ladies and gentlemen! He's picked it! I can't believe you've done no, this. No, if... So we don't <laughs> even know... I, like, this is, sounds like a works podcast gimmick. It is no not... Work, yeah, like, 100%. I, I can't see where Bob's like. No gimmick, screen. no gimmicks. So we might even not be thinking of the same person. Like, I wanted somebody, and you clearly wanted somebody. I just want you to pick three. That's and all I, I And say. I've given you that somebody. Oh, this, this, this mental connection that we have is, yeah, is yeah. really something else. I'm not even going to say who the other people were, that okay. because there was a couple, there's a couple of women and one person who works for AEW. So <laughs> actually, two people who work for AEW, one is a woman, and uh, another person who, um, well, married to Brock Lesnar. So right. uh, there's not going to be any of them. Okay, so I can tell you, the first person, and no offense to face, but it's very much, you know that meme where it's like holding the baby yeah. out of the water and then there's the skeleton <laughs> at the bottom. That's now face. Yeah. And the baby you're holding up now is the pick, is our pick for tonight on SmackDown. The first client of Max Dupree, the first member of Maximum Male Models, yeah. a man we haven't seen on WWE television for quite some time, mm-hmm. but he's a particular favourite of the What Culture Office. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryback! Feed me more! <laughs> it's right there. It could have been Gronk if you'd have gone slightly earlier, or it could have been Samojo, who's probably quite busy as well. Okay. Oh, look, I was one line away. I was one line away from Rick Steiner. <laughs> like, I'm getting back on the road, kid. <laughs> so hang on. Basically, right. So we were one row up from Rick Steiner, which means I was in the broad vicinity of getting Rick Martel. Exactly. Which would have been something, uh, yeah. That's, that's further down the road. Amazing. Uh, Rick Martel's when he has his, um, you know, when they brought like Ted DiBiase in for the Cameron Grimes bits. Exactly. Yeah. Ryback. We've got the big guy back on TV. 
Did you see his uh, little little Twitch thing last week? Was he clotheslining a woman into a pool? Nowhere near as funny. Oh. Like, you know, Punk's obviously out a few months. Yes. My back was like, karma, one nil. Oh. Like, and then some guy was like, asked a question or something, like $2 on his, yeah. on his you know, when you pay. And he was just like, yeah, like blocked him. Brilliant. Took his money. Didn't answer the question. Booted out the chat. Karma. Take that decision. Well, it is karma because we've got him back on SmackDown tonight. It all starts tonight. Actual male models with Ryback. If this uh, this show doesn't do five million now, so much wrong. But yeah. Let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, why say you can follow both of us? You can follow Michael Hamlet at... Michael Hamlet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, myself and Hamlet will be back on Monday to review this show. And me and Sid are going to be here a little bit later on today to preview AW Rampage. And, of course, we've got WrestleCulture with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz coming your way later on today as well. But for now, this has been the SmackDown Preview. <laughs> Thanks to Mike. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.